Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up here from Ready Check Radio. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's showtime over on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. We hope those of you watching on Spotify or watching later on YouTube or watching on readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com, come on over. Give us a follow, spread the word to your friends. And hang out and chat for a show sometime. Get your opinions put on the show as well. We've got a lot of gaming news to cover this week. The biggest of which, of course, Nintendo Direct. First time in like a year and a half, whatever. We get a Nintendo Direct, and there is a lot of news to cover there. So we will go through that first. Joining me to go through it, Mr. Jason Winter. What's up, sir? You know, I see that opening animation yep. with the little, like, like the Among Us guy hanging, swaying in the background. Right, I'm right. thinking it. Is y'all gonna have to upgrade that like every every now and then when when the new gaming fad comes along? <laughs> if we're still doing this like four or five years. People are gonna be like, "What, what is that thing? What, what is that?" I'm among, sure the Among, among Us, us what, what, developers would not like to hear you say that. But well, <laughs> in four or five years, nobody's happen. gonna know what the hell that thing is. Yeah, sure. Nobody, nobody knows yeah. Fortnite anymore, right? <laughs> also on the line, the artist himself, Yod. How are you? I'm doing all right. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean. If we want to update that, we can update that. Yeah. Uh, it is it is a singular layer, so it could be <laughs> it modified. Is. It totally is a singular layer. <laughs> we could play with that at time. With him swaying back and forth there, is he like? Did he hang himself? Is he just depressed with life? I don't know. Like we yeah. could, we could put Keanu Reeves there, but nobody knows what cyberpunk is anymore. So, Ooh, ouch. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody does. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to who might know what that is in a little bit. But first, yeah, yeah let's jump in directly, Zing, to the Nintendo Direct <laughs> presentation. Oh. Obviously, in interest of time, we're not going to cover every single thing that was announced or shown off during the the the, uh, the showcase. We will hit the big ones, of course, though. And I think let's start off with what everybody expected, Jason. Some Super Smash Brothers Ultimate characters. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 adding Pyra and Mithra to Super Smash Ultimate. Any of you Super Smash Ultimate players? Like, I mean, I play it every once nope. in a while with my kids, but that's basically it. So every time there's a new character, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I think I told you a while back I played Smash Brothers. Yeah, like, as, like on the N64. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I never touched any Smash of that. I've ever played. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm a huge Xenoblade Chronicles fan, though. Uh, love Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Fantastic games. If you like RPGs and you haven't played them, go ahead and play them. The second one's probably a little bit better uh, with, with some more open-world stuff to do. But So if you're a fan of both, you got those. And nobody was really surprised by new characters being added. But I, I feel like these might have not have been the number ones on the list for some people <laughs> a lot of people speculating that crash bandicoot might have shown up as a, a bit of a cross promotion or a cross advertisement that was not the case you get pyra and mithra from or pyra and mithra from uh, xenoblade chronicles too I mean, I'm not, I'm not really like, I'm not like you. I'm not that familiar with the game with the Xenoblade games, but oh, I'm very familiar with all... the Xenoblade games. Well, the point is, I'm thinking like the last time we saw a reveal for a character was Sephiroth, it was Sephiroth one, yeah. almost stabbing Mario. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a cool reveal. This one was yeah, okay. Like you said, they're there, new characters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe in bigger, more widespread news, we are getting Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And the ability to play it without having to use the motion controls. Remember, this that, one was developed for the Wii in 2011. Okay, yeah, it's going to come out in say. July of uh, of this year. Uh, obviously, the trailer, you know, the HD looks fantastic. The ability to not have to use the motion controls, I think, <laughs> is a plus. Not that I didn't enjoy playing it when it came out, uh, but Yad, I'm definitely 
an old school Zelda player in. Don't don't make me swing the sword. Just come. Oh on. come on! You, you don't want to get all physical, get your exercise in. You know, shing shing. No. <laughs> I got a bad shoulder. I can't swing the sword. All day. <laughs> Just let me press A. Come on. Um, what what was interesting too was that they did mention Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And a possible sequel. But they I said, rumors. Well, it's, we, we, "Well, the rumors were we already know it's in development. We, we that was confirmed a while ago. But we thought we might hear some news of this direct 35th anniversary of Zelda this year, Jason. But uh, no, basically all they said was we'll have news for you later this year. There's, there's a lot of year left. There is a lot of year left. It's just February. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, there is in fact five sixths of year left <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so still quite a bit of time." Although I will say, now that I look at the, the video for Skyward Sword, the thing that bugs me on it is, is Link is right-handed. That's, Go. Yeah. That's why, why does that bug you? Yeah, that was, that's been the case. That's been like a long-time thing in Skyward Sword mm-hmm. is that Link is right-handed in that game. Probably because of the motion control with most people being right-handed. But... Yeah. Yep. Well, was, he, was he not right-handed before? Oh, he's, always he's, he's always left-handed. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Not something I paid attention to. Wow, okay. Yeah, Skyward new. Sword was one of the uh, the exceptions to the rule. And Jason, I have to agree with you. It was probably because of the, the Joy-Con motion, or not the Joy-Con at the time, but the, the <laughs> motion controllers with the Whatever Wii. those things were called. The yes, Wiimote? The nunchucks. Oh, yeah, the Wiimote yeah. and the nunchuck. Speaking of that, we are getting new Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Cons as well. They'll release mm. at the same time as the game. Mm. Uh, so if you're sick of the, the red and blue, well, then just go straight blue. <laughs> <laughs> With the fancy logo oh. and stuff, they, look, they actually look really neat. Like, I do kind of like them. They do. Uh, the Nintendo Wii U that we bought when we bought that way back then, like we were one of the what eight people that bought that. Um, the Wii U. Uh, I think our, got one du- our dual screen thing. We bought the Zelda bundle. The I think it came with uh, Wind Waker at the time, and mm. so it you know our screen our handheld thing with the screen on it has like all those same like zelda glyphs around the screen and the buttons that you see on the joy con <laughs> controllers here too so we already know i'm partial to it <laughs> jason chat saying yeah link's always left-handed yes he is except skyward sword except skyward sword uh and i guess they had to kind of leave it since there is the option to do motion controls on the switch as well they were like well right, i was gonna say I wonder, I wonder wasn't, Jason, it, wasn't it possible to swap it though if you if you were left-handed with the switch or the or the, the Wii? Uh, that I don't remember. Maybe that was an option. That I don't know. Maybe um, it'll be in the options. You can change it to change it to a left mm. if you're just pushing buttons. Uh Splatoon 3 odd announced. Not until 2022, but if you're a fan of the ink and paint, confirmed I've, in a reveal trailer. I've seen it before. I've I've uh there's a lot of artwork out there of it that I've seen. Some of it not appropriate for us talking mm-hmm. here. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting game. A um, little bit of a fun shooter type deal for a younger audience. I, um, I, you, I, I don't think it's just a younger audience, man. I have watched no, but some I mean, the, the high art style competition esports wise in this game. Oh, like, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally on television, I have seen. Wow. Like the Nintendo Championships, where they did um, Mario, the the creator Mario. They did the they did Splatoon two. There was a couple of different games that they ran championships in, and I was like watching. It was like one in the morning on television, and I'm watching them. All of a wow. sudden, I'm like, man, I kind of dig Splatoon two. <laughs> the commentators, anybody that's good at shout casting, Jason, can get you into anything, right? Any <laughs> any shooter can be an esports. <laughs> any, any kind of shooter. yes. Yes, you are correct, Jason. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what I was disappointed about from watching this. And I saw someone else post about this on Twitter. It was like, you watch like the first minute of that trailer, and you're like, is this a Splatoon open world game? Because yeah. she's, she's going to that. She's got to that, that out in the desert and then waits for the train. And you're like, wow, this could be really cool. And it's like, uh, it's just another Splatoon game. Okay, yeah. well. It's another Splatoon. <laughs> it's another Splatoon. Uh, tell you what, though. I did have a favorite announcement. <laughs> I did have an absolute favorite announcement, and we have not covered it yet. Oh yeah! Go on! Go on. Oh no! I had to. Yeah, the oh, there you go. Hey, you got the video. Yeah. You got the video for it. Yeah, I got the video for it there. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting me a new Mario Golf Super Rush. Comes out June 25th of this year. Oh, it's I love Mario Golf, man. Hot Shots. I was playing everybody's golf on a stream on, on this channel <laughs> not too long ago. That's Hot Shots Golf, the most recent one. It's called Everybody's Golf because that was the title everywhere but here in the United States. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait. I love Mario Golf. Love it, love it, love it. This looks great. Jason, are we going to play? There's no signs. It doesn't look like there's any signs. I was going to say, there are no signs. You'll be fine. So I might not bludgeon a sign to death in a uh, race to try each other, see, see, now, I, the other thing where you can go through, but you should have to be able to like, swing your clubs at people and just whack them around. It looks like you can just maybe, because it's got the speed golf where you can yeah. run, to, you run up to your club. I like, it should like be, it should be like a combination of Mario Kart and golf. Well, you can use items. We saw, like, here we go to, oh, in are? the trailer okay. with, like, the speed. You'll see people, like, use different items, like Yoshi. Here, there we go. So Luigi just used an ice flower, and then all of a sudden is skating oh, okay. very quickly and things like that. So I don't know if there'll be, like, attack items, but there's definitely item usage. This is a mode similar to Everybody's Golf, actually. In the online multiplayer uh, for Everybody's Golf, you do exactly this, where you... you you mount up in your golf cart and you go flying. So golf carts were <laughs> a a um, an item, a part of your equipment. You know, you'd mount up and go flying down there and try and get to your ball before the other opponent. So I like seeing this in Mario Golf. Yacht, if you want to, you're more of a creative bent than the other two of us here. You can bring your me in there as a character. You're not just tied to. Wow, I see that. Yeah. yeah. So and that's in the story mode. You'll be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, story mode there. So you could go so ahead I could and have take my me go on and there. beat the crap out of Mario, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just with the golf is, is this full contact golf? Is that That's going what on I'd like to see. <laughs> this is absolutely a 100% buy on release day for me. Uh, I, I don't know why. It's, it comes from my dad. Like, my dad and I randomly... We, <laughs> dating myself here. We used to rent video games from far more entertainment. Ooh. Uh, yes. For those of you East Coasters, probably remember far more and far more entertainment. And uh, we so it was Super Nintendo games. And if you got there late Friday, there was garbage left. So one time we rented Hal's Hole in One Golf. Neither one of us like really golfed in our life. He had gone a couple of times as a teenager. Uh, I did too, but had not yet at that time. And uh, <laughs> he, he no instruction book because they didn't give you those. <laughs> So we're trying to figure out a multi-touch golfing system, having never played a video golf game that had that in it with no instruction book or anything. Turned out we ended up renting that one over and over and over and over again. We got addicted to it. And ever since then, you know, we both, my, my dad and I loved Hot Shots Golf, Hot Shots Golf 2, you know. Jason and I have partaken of competing in a number of uh, online golf games covered on MMO Bomb. That's where the sign reference comes from. Jason was beating me, I think, by like two or three strokes. So I needed to make a risky play to try and catch up on a hole, and Ed failed spectacularly. <laughs> and I creamed. we have video of it. We do we have, have video have evidence video. of it. Wow! This is a one hundred percent day one buy. Jason, I hope you'll uh, you'll end up with it too. Yad, are you I into miss. golf games at all? Uh, I have not played a golf game in a very long time. Um, probably since Genesis. <laughs> to ah. date myself there yeah um, uh, Super Nintendo did have some um, I played at my cousin's house but he had a game copier so he had a lot of games that we just kind of sped through <laughs> <laughs> well Jason yeah. I'm looking forward to taking you on my friend buy me a switch Yeah, I thought, I thought your partner <laughs> had a switch yeah hey, I don't want to borrow oh <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm not the same way. My, my SO has one, and uh, I don't want to take that from her. <laughs> In fact, I don't think I It's could Mario Golf, gang. Her. You have to. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the biggest thing, we did talk a little bit about this on uh, the Relic Grind Thursday, so we'll keep this section short, but in the interest of completeness, uh, Project Triangle Strategy was announced for the Switch. There's actually a demo of this available already if you want to go play it. It's a tactics RPG by Square Enix. No, it's not a Final Fantasy tactics or tactics sequel. This is coming more from the Octopath line of things if you look at the art style and, and some of the story content there. 
So it's not a successor, or I'm sorry, it's not a sequel. It's more of a successor to Octopath Traveler. But I love tactical RPG games. I really still to this day want a Final Fantasy Tactics sequel. I guess this is going to have to tide me over. Uh, Tarkoth played some demo and gave the demo thoughts on that show. So uh, check that, Check out the Relic Grind on uh, readycheckradio.com or the YouTube channel for more thoughts on that. Either of you into tactical RPGs, Jason? I would imagine you are. You know, that's kind of like a nice mix between RPG and Total War. You smoosh it together <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you would think, but I had such a horrible time with Final Fantasy Tactics that it almost completely sworn me off the genre. Why? Really? I just wow. I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't do well with it, and it was so so grindy. I just couldn't stand it. I, used I actually to bought love it twice the original one. And, and sold it off both times. Sold it back to like GameStop or whatever both times. Wow, I bet you're kicking yourself it, now. No, I'm not. Because I still I know if I tried it again, <laughs> I'd still be terrible at it. Well, I suppose if I had an original, maybe, yeah, whatever. But, but yeah, I, I got my original still. I've got my two copies of I've the got, originals. Like, original Final Fantasy VII, whatever. But anyway, I was, but I have been playing Wasteland 3. Of course, I'm playing yeah. that, and I've really been enjoying that. Yeah, that's, been that's enjoying... very tactical RPG. Yeah, yeah it is. well, it is yeah. exactly. It's exactly that sort of thing. But I've really been enjoying the fact that the story looks really cool, and the fact that they have a lot of interesting choices for you to make throughout that. And this game seems like it has that as well. So that might be something I would also check out more for that. Maybe play on easy mode so I don't have to worry about <laughs> screwing up the combat. Tactics could be a little... Final Fantasy Tactics was a little unforgiving in, in some uh, respects. All you gotta do is get some Dragoons going, and you're all set. Uh, but when you let a character die, it you, there were repercussions. Yeah, that's why you don't let a character die. <laughs> uh, Jason, you covered this on MMO Bomb. Uh, Star Wars Hunters announced a free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer game by Zynga. I'm sure we're all thrilled by that, that sentence. That by that sentence. Uh, set between the Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens, that's going to come later okay. this year. And if these don't look like cheap knockoff cash-ins, I don't know what does. This reminds me of Masters of Terrorist Kasai for for the Star Wars fans who can go back. That yeah, that, that's that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Let's grab some random characters and make them fight each other. Oof. These aren't even named characters. It's not even like Han Solo or anyone. They're just going to be the Wookiee and the Bounty Hunter and whatever whatever their names are. I don't. <laughs> the Wookiee and the bounty hunter and the the Jedi lady and whatever the other one was, stormtrooper <laughs> with the flamethrower. Those people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Just, just the Wookiee. <laughs> the Wookiee. That's what he is. Do you have any more info on him? Do you know his name? Oh. You know, it's a he or she, oh. and I don't even know. <laughs> I can't tell with Wookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fall Guys Ultimate wow. Knockout coming onto the Switch September uh summer of twenty twenty one. Kind of amazed this isn't there already. Uh you know, I'm honestly I'm kind of amazed yeah, the game didn't start there. <laughs> like start yeah, on the graphically that, that kind of yeah, <laughs> screams switch. Especially with the the weird the weird types of uh different types of games in that game yeah. that I've seen you play that uh, when I was in chat I'm like what the heck are you guys doing tons of yeah, other yeah. stuff uh, on the direct again in the interest of time if there's one or two you guys really want to cover we can we can go through them but some of the the keynotes if you're looking for Square Enix stuff you're going to have the Saga Frontier remaster you're going to have Bravely Default 2 final trailer was revealed uh, you're, you got the Legend of Mana remaster also coming to the Nintendo Switch if you're looking for some other things, DC Hero Supergirl coming in there. We've got Apex Legends. There was a, an awful lot. It was one of those, like, it was nice to see a Nintendo Direct, but it was an awful lot of those not information pieces. Just, like, this is a thing, 2021. This is a thing, yeah. 2021. Jason, yeah, was there something you, uh, you, you started there, and I, I didn't want to interrupt no, there? Well, I mean, I... One that actually kind of looked interesting to me, I thought, was Knockout City, which is like that dodgeball game, which is sort of like like Splatoon, another chance to try and make a more kid-friendly shooter. Mm-hmm. So I thought that could be an interesting kind of title. Something I might actually be interested wow. in. Now, they actually, that company behind that made the live circuit um, Mario Kart, which I got Torchwick for Christmas. We haven't messed with it yet because we've been all kinds of busy on other things. But 
I'm interested to see how that plays too. That's like where you race your actual Mario Kart around your house after you have determined to pay. It's an ARG or an AR game. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah. It's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, so that's the same company that makes is making Knockout City, the one that Jason's mm -hmm. talking about here. Oh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection got a date. Uh, that's coming this it month. Is. That's like in five days. I actually am pretty excited about that. And on the Nintendo shop, you can get the original for free up until that release. Um, so go in and, and grab that if you want to. I'm actually pretty stoked about Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. I love the I love the Ghosts and Goblins franchise. I was stoked for Ghosts and Goblins in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. If you're looking for something a little more current, Jason, <laughs> Hades, critically acclaimed uh, Dungeon Delve procedurally generated game fantastic game i've been playing it on pc on steam is getting a physical edition for the nintendo switch how's that do for you if you want something a little more current i'm into roguelikes probably less than i'm into tactical games <laughs> <laughs> but i have watched people play and it does look pretty cool so good it is for that it be, is awesome. uh, yod you would love the art style if you haven't looked at it yet i have and i do really like the art style it's just i have so many other things to do <laughs> it's just well here let me take one off your calendar <laughs> new world uh mmorpg from amazon games that we're all just eagerly awaiting um delayed again it was supposed to be summer 2021 uh and is now going to be august 31st spring 2021. spring 2021 thank you uh <laughs> supposed to be now august 31st they're going to have a closed beta test starting on July 20th. If you pre-ordered, you'll have access to that closed beta test, just like the previous closed beta test. Now, the rationale given for this one is where I want to talk about this a little bit, because honestly, New World's kind of like I'm anticipate I'm 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 uh, anticipating it, but I might personally be anticipating it for the wrong reasons. I might be <laughs> anticipating it just because I think there's a high likelihood it could be a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Like I or did not. Yeah. <laughs> I did not refund my order. Like I'm just. You know what? That money's gone. They got it already. Let's just see where these the, the chips lie as this stuff comes out. But the reason they gave for it, I think, is a little bit weird. Uh, they say they said, "Here we go. Uh, we invited hundreds of thousands of players to experience New World. Your feedback and gameplay experiences validated our thoughts of what improvements and additions we needed to make. Since then, we've polished the combat system, added quest variety, ex expanded weapon and armor variety, added fishing, expanded the map to include a new region, Reek Walker, overhauled our crafting system, and continued to add mid-game and end-game content." That's a lot of work for a game that actually was supposed to have released last year. Yeah. Yeah. We've been hard at work on compelling endgame features we believe are important to include at launch. These features won't be ready for the spring time frame and we had that we had communicated. With that in mind, we will release New World on August 31st. With this extra time, we'll be able to add these substantial improvements while polishing and fine-tuning the whole game before we open Eternium's shores to the world. And they mentioned specifically Ebonscale Reach, a new zone for endgame content, Expeditions, which are five-player dungeons, and Outpost Rush, which is 20v20 PvP. Um, shouldn't that have been locked in a while ago, Jason? <laughs> like, if you were going to do dungeons and 20v20 PvP, this doesn't seem like something you should be working on a mere months before release and adding to the game. I mean, it's tough to... I watched the video, too, of the guy talking about it, and it's it seemed more like he said that they were polishing them, more like you know getting them as good as possible rather than just adding, slapping them in. Like, just last week, they came into a meeting and said, hey, let's, let's have dungeons. So I, I can't... It's, it's difficult to tell between that and the text just what was actually ready to be there what was going to be implemented what just needs more work but yeah the fact that they thought originally this was going to be ready you know eight months ago is yeah. just lunacy it, it it you really just wonder who's in charge and who's making these decisions probably that guy that we you know that they did the uh expose on a while back and hopefully <laughs> he's been it's just taken down weird. a notch or two and actual people who know what they're doing are maybe actually getting through to him a little bit yeah i mean that list i read to you 
when they delayed polished combat system, added quest variety, expanded the weapon and armor variety, added fishing, expanding the map to include a new region, Reek Walker, overhauled the crafting system, continue to add mid-game and end-game content. Literally, this game was supposed to be out eight months ago. And <laughs> know, they were able, what... in the eight last eight months, they were able to do all of that, which, fine, that's impressive, but the fact that they still had to do that... <laughs> When they were supposed to have been, we're ready to release. They thought they were ready to release, Yod. They thought it was a shippable product, and this is what they've done in the last eight months. Kudos, it's probably going to be a better product than it would have been, but what the hell happened eight months ago that they thought it was ready? If I had to guess, I, I would say that they assumed since it was a live world game, they could shove things in there as they went mm. and that the player base wouldn't be up to mid-game by the time they were ready to shove the update through <laughs> with the dungeons and the PvP and all that stuff. Which, obviously, they don't know gamers. <laughs> if, we just love day one patches. Right? Uh, <laughs> and, and we'll take plenty of time to get to end game. We, we, we'll right. take months to get there. Yeah. Right, no right, right. As Jason, do you think the, the more recent, like, absolute catastrophic failure of Crucible well, had huge impacts on the dates for New World? Because yeah, now we, remember, we cannot afford bad reviews at this point. It, if I remember, that's exactly what happened. Like, they announced Crucible was going to be ending development, and then, like, a day later, they said, okay, now we're going to delay New World. It was, like, the same... It was at least within the same week they made both those announcements. So, yeah, they... They probably that, that that was almost certainly a thing. It's probably like what Yod said, where that when Crucible came out, they were like, "Well, we know we have some stuff we need to do, but we'll get to it later." And then they were like, "Oh wait, we're not we're not going to survive that long. So if we're going to put out New World, we have to make sure it is feature complete when we do." So yeah, I, I absolutely think that that's you know, funny. That's there's this novel idea. Let's have a feature complete game on launch day. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's, I know. Just, no. that's just craziness. Who uh, wants that? I'll definitely be playing it. We'll be streaming it on here a little bit. <laughs> uh, we streamed the closed beta on here, so uh, we'll go back in. Closed beta was incredibly boring to me. I thought the game, and even in the videos, like I think the game looks great. I like the aesthetic of it. Um, I'm eager to check out their dungeons because that's my favorite bit of you know MMO content is dungeons. The and Outpost things. Rush thing sounds neat. It sounds like a mini like world versus world thing. That actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it so. does. And even and then I'm not even into PvP, but there there is an appeal there the way they presented it. Now will they execute? I don't have any confidence yeah, yeah. in that. That's the problem. <laughs> so. The concept is good. Maybe yeah. we'll all be pleasantly surprised, but I'm sure we're going to be surprised one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of leadership, probably not doing exactly the right thing. Uh, we talked about the Stadia cancellation of their games uh, department on last week's show. Um, we're getting more information about that, and apparently it did not really go down well behind the scenes. In fact, there's allegations now that general manager Phil Harrison was literally with the game development team the week prior to announcing that, telling them what a great job that they were doing and gave them no indication. Sent an email talking about how wonderful job they were doing and we're looking at the finances to plan out 2021. It's going to be an exciting year. We'll set up all of our, our uh, roadmap. And, and then within days announced that that team was gone and being funneled into other areas of Google where they could. So it came as pretty much a huge surprise to them that this was happening. Then they held a few days later, none of the team, by the way, were able to ask questions until like four or five days later when a conference call was held. So Phil couldn't be bothered to talk to this team that had a lot of questions about what just happened for a number of days. And that conference call, reportedly from three or four people on the uh, conference call, became very contentious, let's say, where questions were asked of, when you sent this email, did you know this was the plan? And uh, acknowledgments from Phil that, yes, yes, they did know, and that sending that email is a regret that he has. Hmm. 
is a regret that he has. Playing with people's lives is a regret that he has. Lying to people, <laughs> to staff, is a regret. And so they asked, why did this close? What happened all of a sudden that, you know, we've only been here for a little over a year. Obviously, we don't ship AAA experiences in a year and three or four months. So there was a long-term expectation for all of these people to be employed, two, three years at least, Jason, developing a title or two or whatever. And one of the things, of course, COVID was to blame. Of course, right, that came up, COVID. Despite the fact that all these people were already working remotely and whatever. According to Kotaku, Harrison pointed specifically to Microsoft's buying spree and planned acquisition of Bethesda software later this year is one of the factors that had made Google decide to close the book on original game development. This is just absolutely bizarre to me. If you had to think, so if you're a smaller company, right, and you see a big dog buying up places, I can understand why you might want to reallocate finances. But we're talking about Google that is basically dollar for dollar, pound for pound, just as big as Microsoft is. Uh, these aren't David and Goliath. This is Goliath punching Goliath type companies <laughs> right here. What the hell does the acquisition of Bethesda have to do with them in any way, shape, or form as an independent games development company, Jason? I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me because I don't know. I don't know how it. Yeah, I, I, I think he's just kind of grasping at straws here. I think it was just something that happened, and he's just trying to find an excuse for it. That, that's all I can think of. Also mentioned COVID and the rising costs of game development. Yeah, because they've risen so much in the last 16 months. 16 months. He's not saying, hey, it's not it's more expensive now, Yod, than it was for us twenty years ago. Twenty years ago they weren't right. making shit. You know? Now, right. Now they are. Uh yeah. So it was I, I get the feeling that Jason's kind of right. They were just looking for reasons to tell the team that they decided yeah. to do this rather than the reason being, hey, if you look at all of the projects that Google has started and then just decided not to support anymore, this is just another one. Yeah, and the only thing you can think about is, are they just going to can the Stadia itself next? Because, you know, Microsoft does make a game console as well. <laughs> so if they're going to blame Microsoft for things, <laughs> why not, right? Honestly, it was like the only, and I mentioned this last week, it was the only, if you wanted to give an edge to Stadia over something like GeForce Now or Amazon Luna Right. If you wanted to give any type of edge to Google on that, it was that at some point Google was go uh, Stadia was going to have exclusive titles developed internally that those competitors right. would not have. Uh, so right. this takes the edge on that away. And we mentioned it last week. Now we're not Stadia's customers anymore. We're, us as the consumer, we just aren't. It's the other companies trying to entice them onto this digital platform, which doesn't offer the companies all that much. And unfortunately, I, I have to agree, I don't think Studia, Stadia is long for the world anymore. And honestly, I, it might just be, Jason, uh, we bit off more than we thought. we Not more than we can chew, because they could have chewed this. They absolutely <laughs> could have chewed this and digested it and everything. They bit off more than they thought they were biting off and just wanted out. It sounds kind of like how Amazon's going to be in about a year or two. Oh. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. These are two similar stories, though. Some giant megacorp thing. They are. You can just get into whatever just by throwing money at it. And... True, true. Very well, true. maybe we can't. On to good news. If you have never played the Kingdom Hearts series because you don't do consoles and for some reason you haven't gotten them somewhere else, you're able to going to be able to get them on the Epic Game Store. The entire Kingdom Hearts series. It's yeah. going to be end of March and you're going to be playing the remixes, not the original, so you'll have like 1.5 and 2.5 remix, uh HD 2.8 and Kingdom Hearts 3 and Melody of Men Memory. So you'll have the uh, the ability to buy the uh the rhythm game which is right here. Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here. Uh, so you, played that, didn't you? You, you know all the lore now. Now that you played through that, right? I do. 
I do. <laughs> Uh, so not really news on that one. Honestly, Jason and I were talking about this behind the scenes and I, I would not rebuy these. I have all the originals, no. you know, from back in the day and I have the remixes, the original copies for consoles and stuff. So, um, but I did say like the only thing I feedback I would give on it is I almost wish they would have had the originals, not the remixes, but I understand why they went with the remixes. It's, you feel like you're getting a little more bang for your buck. Because these things are full frickin' price. I mean, these yeah. are well, full $60 endeavors. Geez. Yeah, yeah. It's like if, if I, I, a couple of years ago, I was fortunate to move into a household that had a PlayStation 4. So I got, I redid all the ones that I had missed and then replayed the ones that I had a long time ago. But if I hadn't had that and I was still wanting to play these, this is actually kind of a good thing that they'd be available on PC for the first time. So it's something I would, I would look into if I didn't have other means of getting things. I just don't know if the original $50 and then th the other three or $60 price tags hold. Like, I, I don't feel... Maybe Kingdom Hearts 3 and Melody of Memory because those are actually relatively new yeah. titles. But the the HD or the remix for one uh, 1. 1.5 and 2.5 being $50 and the 2.8 remix being $60, I, I think that's that's a kind of a big ask for games that aren't that new, Jan. <laughs> Just because kind of now they're on PC. Yeah, that is kind of pricey. I, don't know. I want to say they're still like around that, aren't they? If you buy them on PlayStation, maybe they're only, maybe they're only forty. Let's see, Kingdom yeah, PS yeah, Store, PlayStation Store, <laughs> search Kingdom Hearts. Let's see what we get here. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm actually looking forward to that. Two point eight is actually fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, is that the whole thing, or is it just like one of the? Yeah, I guess oh, it is. Okay. Well, it's it's a sale. It's a sale price. Regular price is sixty dollars. Sale is till the twenty fifth. Regular price is sixty. So yeah. Oh, Kingdom Hearts HD one point five, uh, and two point five remix theater is free. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that that is probably the PlayStation Plus membership free game this month. Then maybe. Maybe a theater mode. Oh no, that's just the all the cutscenes. Never mind. Oh, all the cutscenes. You can just watch the. Yeah. That's all you really need. Yeah, that is kind of cool. That's the older games. There you go. That There's is kind of cool. They have an all oh, here it is. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix 12.49. Which is 75 percent off. Which is 75 percent off. So Fifty dollars yeah. in all. Yeah, they are 50, 60 for for PlayStation if you buy them in the store. So. Yeah, I wonder like how long's that sale price? Let's see if it. Till the 25th is what the one for the. For two two point eight was seventy five offer ends two twenty five yeah I wonder when that started hmm. that released in twenty seventeen March of twenty seventeen they're still gonna rook you for four, fifty and sixty dollars on that one hmm. but wow. you can play it on PC anyway uh, SilentHill dot com if you check out that website um, <laughs> you might expect to see some Silent Hill stuff um, unfortunately or fortunately that is not what you're gonna see. That is not where you're going to see. And that, a fan purchased that URL, went ahead and put up a picture of Pyramid Head saying he was first, and clocked in his height <laughs> at <laughs> nine feet. Now, Perhaps a direct response to <laughs> Capcom and their tweet about Resident Evil 8 characters and being That's what I'm saying. Is that height. an official height? Was that confirmed by the dev? I don't know. She's making up that nine feet. Yeah, so now we have official height on the other one. Mm-hmm. Let's go see if we can. Okay, so here's this is Pyramid Head from the Wikipedia. Oh, okay. And this is from the Pyramid Head makes an appearance. Blah 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 blah. Uh, his boots had a hidden 15 inch sole, which made him just under seven feet. Uh, who were oh, so this is for the movie. This is for the movie. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. So in the movie, they had him just under seven, uh, just over seven feet tall. But yeah, he was first. So. Remember remember a few weeks ago though when we talked about like Silent Hill maybe being teased uh a little bit by the composer in an interview? Hmm. You remember that? Yeah. No, yeah. no, I, did that actually happen? Or did I, am I imagine yeah. that? Did I imagine that? I don't There was a video. There was video proof of that <laughs> happening. Are we sure? Are we sure? Huh. That's can, weird. Can we, we pull that up? I mean, he actually said, I think it's the one you're hoping to hear about this summer. Well, here's the weird part of that. Alhub, the one who did the interview, 
tweeted, We thank you for your support, which contributed to the spread of the interview we published yesterday with Akira Yamaoka around the world. We were asked to remove the clip, and it has been removed. We apologize and stay tuned for the next interviews. Now, Konami told multiple sources, including Push Square, that they did not communicate with Alhub. So that kind of suggests, right, that it was Yamaoka himself that maybe asked them <laughs> to take it down. And we've been hearing all the, you know, Silent Hill rumors. We were supposed to maybe hear something according to other leaks at the Game Awards, and we didn't. But Konami didn't ask to take this down, so that kind of leads you to... There's only really one other person that would ask to take that down, Yod, that you would actually respect the ask and take it down. Konami? Or the original right. interview uh, candidate? In this case, yeah. Yamaoka. Well, maybe Sony. I mean, if the game's coming out on the PlayStation, maybe. Well, and the I guess the, the rumors were, right, that it was Kojima Productions that was doing development of it and Sony facilitating the relationship between Konami and Kojima right. Productions. So I right. guess you could see Sony maybe asking or Kojima, Kojima. Productions yeah. asking. Right. But you would have to know already... You know, by you by the nature about? of one of those two asking, <laughs> you're basically confirming the rumor. Right? Yeah. I mean, if if Sony or Kojima comes out and says, "Hey, Jason, could you take that mm -hmm. down?" Then Jason goes, "Why?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you must be the uh, ones well, making well, it or producing it or whatever. We so, call that the Streisand effect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just the ask for it to be removed creates even more speculation and more information. Right? Uh, what else have we got? Lots of just odds and ends this week besides Nintendo Direct, but lots of cool stuff. So Destiny, Jason, you're a and d guy, so you could actually tell me how cool this is for... I was in 1986. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Not that long ago. More, more recently than that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but actually, I was. I according was to Polygon, I love this headline, Destiny's confusing lore actually makes sense as a and d game. That is a fantastic headline. I'll tell you what, if they, could, if they could make the Kingdom Hearts lore make sense in a D&D &D game, they'd totally play that. <laughs> Inside Dungeons and Destiny, a remarkable total conversion for 5th edition D&D. &D. Uh, Yod, did you have a chance to look at this? What did you think? I mean, player handbooks, all of it. And it, I know it, you're a Destiny does. guy, so. I am a Destiny guy, and I, I am currently in a D&D &D campaign. Um so yeah, it actually does make sense, all things considered, with the whole, you know, you're an undead character being risen from the grave by some machine god type deal. It it can fit into a D and D campaign, and and I mean, there are rules in D and D for projectile weapons, and such and powers and magical powers and all that stuff. So it would make sense in that type of setting um and yeah you can't really take it down on from the D, D perspective from wizards of the coast perspective because they do offer a a uh i can't remember the term for it but where they offer you the base rule set and you can take it in whatever direction you want oh gee open game yeah, the open yeah game. that's it that's, it. that's yeah. how they've avoided getting sued here and actually they did talk to right. the creators here did talk to in fact bungie too uh, right. to say you know hey make sure we're not we're not doing anything uh any anything wrong um i want to give credit i'm trying to find out the the name here i, I know the uh, last name the last i know name. it's poor yeah, yeah, i know stacy stacy gg kitty poor is the creator uh, i i've seen a few um other groups of fan groups that have gone into the uh, pen and paper role playing game type of situation and become an actual company to produce things from a fan-made perspective where they did such a great job with such a great um, production quality, especially these days with print-on-demand and all that stuff, that you can just you know make this product and all of a sudden the company goes, that's really good, and it's easier for me to just buy you out than make my own. So here's some money. So it, it's possible that it could something interesting could come of it. You know, you never know. 
I think it's neat. I haven't played D&D in a while. I do own, I just recently bought, Jason, the uh, Aliens tabletop game. Uh, so trying to get in, and Malifaux. So there are a couple tabletops. Oh, and I, of course, I have the Vampire, the new Vampire the Masquerade stuff as well. So haven't done of D&D course. in a while. but yeah, I mean, I haven't done D&D since third edition, so I don't know how. I, I've had a fourth edition book that I just looked at, but I haven't played that. I haven't played fifth, but... That was what they had starting in third edition was the OGL. You can make all sorts of stuff with the D20 system. Of course, Boys of the Coast had their own books for all sorts of different sources, right. uh, various uh, stuff, some fantasy, some more modern or sci-fi or whatever. And of course, fans made their own stuff as well. So mm-hmm. that's why this is not that surprising to me. It's it's cool that you know Stacey was able to put this whole thing together and, and apparently make it something that's halfway coherent and, and decent looking, but... It's it's neat, but I'm not like super like oh my god I can't believe someone did this. People have been kind of. I think if you were more into Destiny, you would be. Well, I mean, Um, whatever they made, if they made a Kingdom Hearts (laughs) one, I'd be like, hey, that's cool. (laughs) All right, sure. (laughs) Uh, I should give a little warning before this next cool thing. Uh, The trailer below is rated R, so be forewarned. Um, Because this is, I think, another cool thing. This is the yes. new Mortal Kombat movie trailer, which just looks absolutely fantastic. And I think it was genius of them to issue a rated R trailer uh, yes. for this one instead of trying to tone it down and, and get a you know a PG or a G trailer just to advertise the movie. Because so much hype came off this trailer that the producer was moved to tears. Uh, and tweeted I mean, and tweeted as such, but it looks phenomenal, Yad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mortal Kombat classically has been the harder core version of the old fighting games, like you know, Virtua Fighter and Street Fighter and all that stuff. If you wanted the blood and guts, you went to Mortal Kombat, which dictates that the movie trailer will be, or the movie itself will be, you know, bloody. Yeah, well, except for the last couple, right? Which were well, yes. Um, bad. <laughs> the, the the fact that on the premiere of Annihilation, I got kicked out of the theater and given passes Wait, because there was. Why'd you get kicked out? <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't like anything you can't bad. gloss over that portion of the story. It, it <laughs> was like twelve. It wasn't. No, it wasn't anything bad. I was in college at the time. Okay. Uh, went in, went into it with the with the friend of mine, and we wanted to sit together. But the theater was packed, and there was no places to sit together. So we sat down in the aisle, <laughs> along with a whole bunch of other people. So I they can't just, imagine like, why oh, they would have been a... wouldn't have been like, yeah, that's totally cool. Block the only yeah. ways in and out of this building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in college. I didn't freaking care. So they they you know sent us on our merry way, gave us some free passes, and uh, later on, after actually seeing the movie, I was ecstatic at the fact that I got free passes to a different movie than having to sit through that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is Jason? What is your favorite movie adaptation of a video game? Like ever? Has there been one? Come on, you gotta have a favorite. It doesn't mean that the movie's good. It just it's the highest ranking on the list. <laughs> God, I'm thinking of ones I've seen. I saw the Doom one, and that was horrible. Oh, that was very. I, I got into that one for free, and I overpaid. We have come a long way. Yeah, I, you know, I actually, I actually remember having a really good impression of the first Mortal Kombat movie. The the ver- the original. Yeah, the where, original one. I seem to recall that. Where everybody knows the soundtrack from. <laughs> yes, the the original wasn't bad. Um, of course, everybody remembers Mario Brothers and how bad that was. I've actually never seen that one. I really, that. really. Yeah, what about, what about yeah. Double Dragon? Did you watch Double Dragon? No, no, no. Oh my God. Okay, for it posterity's sake, you have to go watch at least yes. the Super Mar- Mario Brothers movie. Yes, at least. Yeah. I, actually, I think I've been threatened to do that. So they've been threatened to sit me down with the Super Mario movie. <laughs> oh yeah. DVD or something. You mm. got a smart partner. <laughs> That's you <laughs> yeah. have to. You have to. Uh, that and Space Jam. Uh, I haven't seen either of those. The Tomb Raider oh, movies, Baron yeah. says in chat. Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, which one? Tomb Raider was the, one. Like I, the, the, the first the, one with Angelina Jolie, I think I think was fine. Uh, I like that one, yeah. The, the, what was the next one? Cradle of Cradle of Darkness? Cradle of Life. Cradle, Cradle of, of Life. Life. That one was yeah, not was, so good. Yeah, and then the recent one. With the, then the, the recent one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Monster Hunter just came out on digital. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's pretty good. 
it's it's not bad. Um, I I rank it along the same lines as the Resident Evil movies, where the first couple was watchable. You don't compare it to the games, though. <laughs> as a standalone movie with its own storyline, it's it's watchable. And Monster Hunter is <laughs> long that telling us we're line. very picky. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I am. I don't but just it, go to movies because they're there. Yeah, but you, you can you can tell with the Monster Hunter one that they're prepping for a long line of movies where this one's just the beginning. I actually so. enjoyed the the Warcraft movie because yeah, I did yeah. not compare it to the game. Like obviously I knew they were going to have to scale back on how much lore and exposition and stuff they put in there. They were probably going to have to tweak certain things. So if I if I compared it to like the actual lore of World of Warcraft, I was disappointed. If I treated it as its, you know, its own thing, one movie, two hours to tell the tale, I would have rather they took the tale of Arthas for that type of thing. But I, I thought it was an unplug your brain, enjoyable movie. Like I, I, was, not- I didn't go in expecting deep lore dives or anything. Yeah, as someone who's not into Warcraft, I thought it was pretty good. The, the shoulder pads should have been twice the size that they were, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be some sacrifices for the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I also like uh, King's Glaive, the Final Fantasy fifteen movie. Um, King Clint King's oh, yeah. but yeah. Spirits Within was not good though. <laughs> <laughs> Spirits Within is the best sci-fi movie ever. Um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the best sci-fi movie ever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. And okay, so this actually happened prior to. Uh, me headed to Disney, or like the day of heading to Disney. So we would have talked about it on last week's show, but we weren't here last week. So uh, I'll give you this part, but then Jason has some updates for you because this is just fascinating. And this is not the first time this has happened, by the way. Um, CD Projekt Red servers were held hostage. Hackers threatened to dump both the source code for an unreleased version of The Witcher 3. uh, And some cyberpunk stuff and emails and documents and all that type of stuff online to the highest bidder. And of course, CD project red came out and said, uh, yeah, no, we, we, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists basically is, mm-hmm. is what they said. And that they weren't paying and they weren't going to do anything. And so, uh, it was kind of a standoff for a little while until Jason, it appears that, you know, People that stole something and threatened to sell it, they stole something and sold it. I mean, they said they had 48 hours, and when the 48 hours were up and they didn't give in to their demands, they went and sold it, apparently, on some, like, Russian auction forum or whatever. For, apparently, it says the, the starting price for the auction was $1 million with a buy-it-now price of $7 million. And we don't know whether how, how much it sold for or who it went to, certainly. But yeah, apparently it has been sold. It is out there. Uh, now, CD, yeah. CD Projekt Red, in turn, really didn't comment. The Verge reached out for a comment. They they didn't say anything besides that they were still actively investigating the situation. But while that's all yeah. they said publicly, it might not be all they're doing publicly. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, they also said that they, the no personal information of former employees was part of the thing so that was that at least was not involved but yeah in terms of what they're doing is they're using something that we all hate but actually might make sense in this case they're using dmca to try and issue takedowns of stolen game codes on twitter so uh let's see what's here according to a vice report the polish game developer issued dmca infringement notices to two twitter users who shared links on the social media platform containing stolen source codes with several cd project red ips Two users' posts were taken down Thursday, February 18th by Twitter as a result of copyright strikes. This is coming courtesy of NME.com. Now, that's exactly what DMCA is for. Right? Normally on, on our show, anytime we're talking about DMCA, it's somebody abusing the shit out of it. Uh, this is, you know, DMCA, illegally shared data or intellectual property of a third party, not authorized to share it. DMCA, yeah, take it down, take it down. Uh, so kind of clever use of exactly what it's supposed to be used for, Jan. <laughs> Actually using the law for what the law's for? No. 
People don't do that. This is a weird situation, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I guess if no personal information was gained, and they don't care really that you know what the people that sold it off took off their servers, then no, they definitely care. This is proprietary okay, okay, okay. source okay, okay. code. Right, right, right. Okay, so care by care, I mean personal information that could that could compromise people's lives as opposed to company property. All right, that let me clarify that. <laughs> So, I'm like, they it, definitely it, care. This yeah, is proprietary yeah, it, source code that they don't want publicly out there, that most, right, it, you know, every game developer would not publicly want it out there. Hell, the only time we ever really see publicly available source code is when a game shuts down. Uh, right. You know, and Paragon, they just dump the Paragon assets online and say, whatever you want to do with it, go ahead. Right, right. Um, definitely a very, very weird situation. Uh, two last things, and then we'll wrap it up with our games of the week here. Uh, one, I, I don't even really know why I put it here. It's not something we can talk about. I just thought it was a weird acquisition. Electronic Arts completes the acquisition of F1 game developer Codemasters. If you don't know who Codemasters is, they've made basically every racing game you ever have played in the last 20 years. Um, besides, well, F1 games. Besides uh, not NASCAR. Gran Turismo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so I, I'm kind of not surprised, but it's a weird acquisition for me, I think, too. The deal, here's, this is the weird part for, for me. It's valued at $1.2 billion. If you would have asked me how much do I think Codemasters is worth, J worth Jason, I would not have approached anywhere near $1.2 billion. Bethesda, like in the $4 billion or something range, wasn't it? Or was, was it, I think it was like $7 billion or something. Yeah. They made all that back, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> they made it all back real quick. So there you go. Uh, last piece though, Apple. Yeah, now I said Apple being epic. That's actually. I don't know what you're writing down there, man. I'm just leaving it alone. <laughs> uh, Valve trying to fend off a subpoena from Apple in re <laughs> regarding the Apple versus know. Epic lawsuits. <laughs> oh my. God. So apparently Apple in its fight against Epic is trying to say that Epic has a number of options for distribution and doesn't need to be going after this like this. We are not a monopoly and here's proof. You have all these other distribution methods. The way they're trying to prove this is to get Valve to cough up information on over 400 games, 436 to be exact. This was after the original filing request for all 30,000 games on Steam and data for over the last 10 years was summarily rejected. <laughs> uh, so they said, okay, let then just give us data for these 436. Apple's actually demanding that Valve turn over total yearly sales of apps and in-app products, annual advertising revenues from Steam, annual sales of external products attributable to Steam, annual revenues from Steam, and annual earnings, whether gross or net, from Steam. In addition, they also want the name of each app on Steam, the date range when the app was available on Steam, and the price of the app and any, any in-app in -app product available on Steam. To which Valve is saying, screw off. Uh, half of that stuff we don't even keep in the normal course of business operations. The other half of that stuff would be incredibly tedious and time-consuming to get over to you. And oh, by the way, you're really just trying to take a shortcut here. You should be contacting these game development companies for that information, not us. You're just contacting us to try and grab all of it at once rather than subpoena 436 game development companies for their data. Apple saying, hey, by the way, a court's already ruled Samsung has to give us this data, so we think this is likely to be upheld. I, I kind of find the argument moot at the end of the day, Jason, because you're not going to expect Apple or Epic to put its products on Steam when they have a competing distribution platform with Steam. So do the numbers even really matter at the end of the day when you're trying to prove Epic has options 
Yeah, if they let their competitors carry the products that they're trying to carry too. That's not how business works. I mean, if if you think of Valve as a... I mean, it's supposed to be the 436 games are ones that are available on both Epic and Steam, so obviously not Epic games themselves. But I think it's trying to say that Epic could put its games on Steam, but I don't know, it's a... But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's screwed up. <laughs> like I'm trying to figure the nuance of it, but I, there, I think yeah, I'm, with, I'm with Valve when I say just kind of just leave us out of this. Yeah, it, like Valve doesn't want to be anywhere near this. Valve could be impacted by this, right? By the end result of what ends up happening here, because they, not to the extent you know, they they can't really be accused of monopoly the way Apple is. But when it comes to that whole 70, 30, 80, 20, 82, 18, 88, 12, you know, all those different revenue splits, uh, Steam could eventually be impacted by some rulings here, as well as Nintendo and Sega. I'm sorry, Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft with their digital distribution platform. So they certainly have an interest in what's going on with these cases, but not enough to cough up all kinds of financial records. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the the difference is that we're talking about the difference between mobile platforms. Like, basically, if you want to get right. on an iPhone, you got to go through the App Store. Yep. Whereas, if you want to be on a PC, you can use Steam. You can maybe use whatever else you can get it from. So, those are options there. So, they're not quite in that same category, I think. Let's head over and do our Games of the Week. This is where we each give you a game, whether it's something we've been playing this week, something we played a long time ago, and we just think, you know what? You should probably play this. And in the comments on YouTube and on readycheckradio.com, you let us know who gave the best recommendation. Jason, by far the winner right now. Uh, but as he said earlier, there's plenty of 2021 left. Yod, you can go first, sir. Uh, I broke down and bought Destiny 2 Beyond Light this week. Started playing it again. They've been telling a pretty good story with it, so I'm going to say Beyond Light. Hard to disagree. I enjoyed it, too. I enjoyed it, too. I'm going to go with uh, Total War 2, War or Total War, Warhammer 2. Jeez. I actually have, uh, I played it on stream this week, and then I played it again after the stream, and then I played it again. I'm not good at it. I'm dying an <laughs> awful lot, but I'm getting You got, you got a rat infestation there, Mike. And I also, I, or, I ordered uh, the, the Sundering series of books, the story of Malekith, the character that I chose to play, because during some of the you know story trappings in the game, I became a little more interested in this character. So I got a, a book on the way. So Total War Warhammer 2, knowing that Total War Warhammer 3 will be available later this year. Jason. Well, a few months ago, I, I gave it to Crusader Kings 3. Yes, you did. But, yes, you did. Yep, yep. But this week, I'm going to give it to Crusader Kings 2 because they have, they have a lot of... The base game is free, and they have a lot of DLCs, which go for anywhere from like 10 to $20, or I think maybe like maybe 15 is what they max out on. And they go on sale quite a lot, but it's still tough to grab all of them. It's still quite a lot of money to get every one of them and have to deal with having all of that and all the cost of that. But now, Paradox has done a thing where they have a $5 a month subscription... That gets you all access to all the DLC while your subscription is active. Oh, so they're kind of pulling the Elder Scrolls online. You know, if, as long as you have an active sub, all DLC access is free. Yep, and it's only five bucks a month, and it's a really, really good game. If you haven't gotten the three yet and you want to just try something else different, give that a shot. Yeah, and you have plenty to play before you even have to think about whether you want to make the sub purchase or not. Yep, yep. and watch my first look on how to murder your sister. <laughs> wow that's your choices chat go over to youtube or check out readycheckradio.com r-a-i-d-e-o.com give us in the comments who won and if you have a game recommendation for us go ahead and put it there but don't leave chat after this show we've got a stream coming up mr torchwick how are you sir i'm doing good how are you i can't complain how was disney i mean you should also be answering that but <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Was it was terrible. My father dragged me everywhere. I hate it. Ah, <laughs> oh, the sun. No. <laughs> what are you playing today? Is it more Fallout? It is more Fallout. Last you haven't beaten we, it uh... yet for crying out loud? <laughs> it's a long game, and we got stuck in a noob trap last time, which like, ate the entire stream because I didn't realize. 
So yeah, you, you came down after the stream and we're like, ah, oh, old development, <laughs> noob traps. Uh, and I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, that's uh, that's the era. You went ahead and killed two people in Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> but are you enjoying it? Are you enjoying it? Yes, I am. Um, after I got past the uh, the initial unexpectedness of, of just how turn-based it really is, because Fallout isn't connected to that in my mind, um, yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. Oh, I didn't even think about that, Jason. He's like the school of Fallout being a first-person open world. Yep. Not an, not New an Vegas RPG. New Vegas 3 yeah. and 4. Yeah. Well, chat, hang tight after the show. We'll go dark for about 30 seconds. Kick the stream back up over to Torchwick. Until next time, gang. Where can I'm sorry, I hit the wrong thing. Yad, where can everybody find you? Yad Artworks on Facebook. Yad, Yad Artworks on Twitch. No, no, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> and right here on Twitch <laughs> on Saturdays. Mr. Winter. Uh, on Twitter at WinterInformal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. Now I can hit this button. Follow me, Man. Mike Byrne, at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. Get tweets and all the streamers and shows going live. Until next time, gang, it's been fun. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers.